Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is a creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show, and uh, I've got a uh, phenomenal guest and a phenomenal mentor of mine uh, for uh, quite a number of years. He uh, is the best-selling uh, uh, author in uh, uh, financial management history or financial advisory history. His name is Robert T. Kiyosaki. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Good to be on your program again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to have you back. Uh, and I'm also honored that you have written a book that uh, really should have come out about 20 years ago. <laughs> this book, <laughs> we'll see how it does now and who, who, you know, what, what, what will happen now. But this book should have came out 20 years ago because last time you was on my show, every single thing you said, have come true. Every single freaking thing. I said, this guy needs to go and get a psychic network screwed doing books. Uh, so the book is Why A Students Work for C Students and B Students Work for the Government. You, you, you're really hardcore coming out here with this. You know that you're going to have all these government people chasing your ass down the street, Robert. What's going on? Well, they're already chasing me down the street, you know. <laughs> I just I just can't stand stupidity and um so you know finally <clears throat> you got to tell it like it is you know why A students work for C students and B students work for the government it's simply because there's no financial education in schools so even if you're an A student you still don't know jack about money yeah when you look at the when you look at the economy of the United States you know I'm, and I'm not Republican or Democrat from our Republicans, in the, I mean, you know, from the president to the vice president to congressmen to senators, what the heck do they know about money? It shows. Yeah. yeah. You know, it yeah. shows. Just the proof. The proof is in the uh, trillions in debt we're in. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, with no financial education in schools, I'm concerned about your kids. You know, your kids are going to have to pay for this mess. Well, you know, that, that's that's a big issue, uh, and I, I guess, you know, what, what people want to know is, you know, is this something that is realistic in terms of uh, trying to uh, get, uh, if not the educational system, maybe the government, to approve of this? Because really the government is in the business of debt, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Hey, look, just just look at the real world, you know, wake up and smell the coffee here. You know, people say, what's wrong with the economy? Well, there's nothing wrong with the economy. The rich are getting richer. <laughs> right. That's so true. And if you're so not true. getting richer, you got to ask yourself, man, as my Mexican friends say, ¿Qué pasa? <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, you know, how many guys?
guys went to college and they're still broke. Yeah. You know? And we're talking about, we're not just talking about um, blue collar. We're talking about doctors, lawyers, accountants, people who, you know, supposedly are supposed to make a good chunk. And guess what? Some of them are completely uh, out on their butt. Well, absolutely. And, you know, the reason why I wrote why ACE2 has worked for C students, when you look at the tax code, okay, mm -hmm. who pays the highest taxes? A students. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the doctors and lawyers. Well, the lawyers I don't mind, but, you know, the doctors I feel for them. You know, mm -hmm. even accountants pay the highest taxes. You know, I mean, it's so bad right now, even that, that liberal guy, uh, Bill Maher, you know, who's very liberal, he, he said, because he lives in the, the Communist Republic of California. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I live, Robert. Wait a minute. Come on. <laughs> Mars taxes went up to 73%. I mean, yeah. for every dollar he makes, he, he gives 73% to the government. Right. You know, right. what's happening today, and again, I'm not Republican or Democrat. I have no axe to grind. But when Obama said he's going to raise taxes on the rich, he didn't, he didn't raise it on the rich. He raised it on the guys who make a lot of money. You know, the high-income guys, like doctors, lawyers, and comedians like Bill Maher. <laughs> <laughs> You're cruel. You're just cruel, Robert. <laughs> leave, leave Bill alone. Yeah? He ain't bothering nobody. <laughs> now, you said you hated school but love to learn, because I don't think people get this uh, message correctly. You're not down on education. You're actually no. up on financial education. Obviously, kids need an education. Absolutely. I'm very, you know, I really am a teacher like my poor dad. You know, my poor dad was a head of education in the state of Hawaii, Ph.D., which stands for poor, helpless, and desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, where did you come up with this stuff, man? <laughs> Well, that's why I was a C student. I was kicked out of class all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So it's about financial education, and this is obviously not being taught in the schools. Uh, so who, who teaches it? Where do we go? The parents are in the same situation. What's going on here? What should we do? Well, if you're a parent, I wrote this book for parents and grandparents. I didn't write it for kids. The book's, the book's a little too complex for that. Sure. But look, if you as a parent don't have financial education, what are you telling your kids? And, you know, the school teachers, they don't know anything. Mm -hmm. So where does mm -hmm. your kid get it? And so that's why I wrote the book, Why Is Going for Season? Because look at this. You know, we had this election with President Obama versus Mitt Romney. And I think Obama made uh, three million and a few bucks, and um, I think he paid twenty-three percent in tax. Mm -hmm. Romney makes twenty-one million, and he pays thirteen percent in tax. So wow. you have three paying twenty-three or something, or twenty-one, and then you have twenty-one paying thirteen. And most people say, "Well, the, the rich are crooks." Well, mm -hmm. That's not true. Mm -hmm. you know, an inquiring mind would want to know. Why is it that the rich pay less in taxes than the poor and middle class and doctors and lawyers and accountants? Why do the rich pay less? So I wrote, I covered that in why students work for C students, so you as a parent can understand it or a grandparent. And when you talk to your kids, you can say, look, this is why the rich are getting richer. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's not criminal. It's really in the tax code. The tax code incentivizes certain people to do certain things. It's like they give you a home mortgage deduction because they want you to have a home. 
So mm-hmm. the, the, rich, mm-hmm. the rich have different deductions that the poor and middle class do not know about. So that's why I wrote why students work for C students. So you as a parent can at least better educate your child as they're growing up because the schools sure aren't. That's right. That's right. Do you feel that we're kind of, for um, lack of a better term, kind of in a financial Darwinism, you know, where where people are just not going to recover unless they have a certain level of financial education, which is kind of like the new survival of the fittest? Unfortunately, um, you know, I'm I'm asked, is the economic crisis over? And I say, no, it's just beginning. And the reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. the baby boomers are now starting to hit, you know, retirement. Mm-hmm. Seventy-five or eighty-five million baby boomers is who's counting. But anyway, they estimate that Social Security is a fifteen trillion dollar problem, and mm. that and that Medicare, because they can't figure it out, is estimated to be sixty-five million to as high as two hundred. I mean, trillion to as high as two hundred sixty-five trillion. So it's not a baby boomer problem, it's your kids' problem. And if your kids don't have any financial education, guess what? They're going to go to school, they're going to come out loaded with student loan debt, they become a doctor or hopefully an attorney and pays high taxes, the highest taxes of all, so guys like me can retire and play golf. Fascinating. It's so true. It's, you know, yeah, you laugh, but it is funny because it's one of those things where, you know, it's a caveat emperor, you know, you should know uh, what what's going on here, and there's a system in place to keep a lot of people ignorant. Do you agree? Oh, it's definitely the plan, man. I mean, you really know it. You're African-American. I'm Japanese-American. Yep, yep, they, they, they needed They needed a working class. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's why the education system has never had edu- financial education at because, you know, after Lincoln ended slavery, they just they, they replaced slavery with a minimum wage, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well said and, and, and uh, well observed. You, you, you say even to this day uh, it is a bad idea to save money, uh, which obviously is counterintuitive to uh, the uh, uh, B&T players uh, and I mean, should I say the, the the A player that you're talking or C and B player that you're talking about in the book? Why is it bad to save money still? Well, um, in case you have been, have been slipping under a rock, is that uh, under President Obama they printed over four trillion dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. Now, every time the Federal Reserve prints money, two things are guaranteed to happen: one, taxes have to go up because taxes have to pay for the interest on that debt. Mm-hmm. Secondly, what goes up is inflation. Now I know Bernanke is claiming there's no inflation, but when President Obama took office, gasoline was a dollar eighty a, a gallon, and just recently I was looking at gas at a dollar eighty. I mean three eighty five a gallon. So it's gone up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then food has gone up. You know, I, mean, I can't. Even, you know, I can. I can't even buy a bell pepper in the supermarket today. I take out a loan for it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got you've got good bankers. I'm sure you can get some great bell peppers. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, you know what's really tragic is that it's cheaper to buy a Big Mac, which will kill you, than cheaper than to buy a bell, mepper, bell pepper. Isn't that crazy? That is so true. It's crazy. And, and the government will then say to you, "There's no inflation," and they're not lying to you, because when they when they talk about inflation, the government leaves out energy and food. 
That's why they're not lying to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, we all know they're we're being, uh, you know what, so. Sure, sure. Now, you know, speaking of which, uh, go ahead. What are you going to say, Robert? What's that? Well, you know, so if you're saving money, it's being stolen as it sits in the bank. I mean, what are you getting paid, 2% interest? And, yeah, no, isn't that crazy? 100%. And the sure. purchasing power of your dollars going down? I mean, you got to be nuts. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what else? <laughs> Guess what? What's that? They tax. They even tax savings. The, 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 the three things they tax the highest, your wages, your savings, and your 401K. Wow. So they don't, they don't tell you that. So if you, don't, you have no financial education, you go, well, you know, they, they say I'm going to go break here. Yeah, you're getting a break, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, you're getting a great break. Uh, called the one percent. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was very interesting in the book, uh, and that is, uh, and, and I have said this, I've had this conversation with many people, uh, when uh, Obama and Romney were running uh, for uh, the president, uh, Obama for his second term. Um, the platform for both uh, candidates were about, was about the middle class. It was never about the core. Did you catch? You know what I'm talking about? I tell you what, when the government is talking about saving your butt, you know your butt's gone, man. They never mentioned the poor, uh, and you said something very profound. You said, hey, you know, uh, the middle class uh, could become the new poor people of tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, when I was, I'm I'm, I'm a baby boomer. I'm an old guy. I remember under Lyndon Johnson, you know, they were going to save the poor. And they had had all these programs, you know, we're going to save the poor. Well, I guess they gave up on that. Now they're trying to save the middle class. <laughs> you are so hardcore, Robert. You, you are just downright mean. <laughs> well, I, I want to take Bill Mars. I want to take Bill Mars' place and be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> you can do it. In this day and age, I think you can do it. You, you're a hilarious cat. Uh, it's just unfortunately the things that you're saying are true. Which you know could be more painful than funny. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I always say? That, that saying, "Well, someday we'll laugh about it." We'll yeah. Start now. <laughs> start now. Well, and I, you know, it's so funny. Like I said, you know, my last interview with you, every single thing that you said on that show came true, and we were right smack dab in the middle of it. And uh, it's one of the reasons why it's the number one most downloaded show uh, of my shows. Everyone around the world realizes that this is the truth. Now, here's something interesting. Recently, we saw in Cyprus where they, the banks literally froze people's accounts and took 20% or 10% of their, of their savings and locked the, locked the people out of their own account to make up for the deficit. Do you see something like that happening here in America? It's already happened, man. Look, there's what, look, there's no the difference here. Okay, Cyprus doesn't have a central bank. The U.S. has a central bank called the Fed. So Cyprus can't steal money the way that the U.S. can steal money. So that, mm. the, way, the way the Fed steals money from you is just print it. You know, they print 85 billion a month today. So every time they do that, 
they increase taxes on you, and they decrease, it increases inflation, which then decreases the purchasing power of your money. Mm-hmm. They do it automatically in the United States. <laughs> There's no automatic withdrawal. It's just gone. It's sucked up like a vacuum cleaner. So that's why I'm saying that $4 trillion that was printed since Obama took office, that just sucked cash out of your pocket. It's, it's like Cyprus you know, 101. They just do it more directly than the Cyprus guys do it. And on top of that, you know, what Cyprus was afraid of was that the Russians, who hold a lot of money in Cyprus, mm-hmm. would get their money out. So the money was draw- withdrawn out of the London banks, the, the branch office of the Cyprus banks in London. So the only guys that got hosed were the guys who live in Cyprus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, read, I read that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the rich always get away get away with it. So that's why I wrote why A students work with C students. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just right. without financial education. Your kid could be valedictorian and in soup kitchens next week, you know. This is very true, and it's true. It's, it's, it, it has happened. Um, it's, so what do we do? It's, it's, it's happening to so many of my friends' kids, and I was just talking to my other friends. Just my son is 23 years old, uh-huh. college degree. He's got $80,000 in school loans, and he can't find a, a job. So what should he right. do? I said, I think he's going to go back to school. I said, well, that's intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what's sad, Robert, is really people do not when you when you decide to be the hamster on the wheel, it means you just don't know what to do. Well, that's what I said. You know, Lincoln may have emancipated the slaves, but minimum wage kept them running. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to use that. Well, I'm going to use that. Look, you know, the, Jap- the Japanese, if it wasn't for the African-American, the Japanese would have come over the, in the same condition, if you know what I mean. Sure, we absolutely. Over, we came over That's the That's history, absolutely. Yeah, we, were, we came over in the 1880s. That's the only difference, was 30 years. Yep, war. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, now, so what, does, what, what should... You're talking about this 20. Let's use this uh, cat, this 23-year-old for an example. Obviously, he's thinking about going back to school. What actually should he do? What are the steps he should do so he can get out of this situation? Well, I tell him to go work for McDonald's, and 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 his his father and mother hit the fan. And I said, what the heck? What? Hey, McDonald's has the best business systems in the world. I mean, you sit in that little 10 by 10 booth, in, or whatever, how big of a McDonald's is, you'll learn more about business in two years than you'll learn at Harvard. Mm. You know Fascinating. I mean? Fascinating. Sure. It's, a mo- it's, a, it's an amazing system. It, well, look, McDonald's runs on a system powered by high school kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the U.S. Senate runs by a bunch of attorneys who went to law school, and they can't get anything done. High school kids <laughs> outperform, outperform the senators serving hamburgers, you know. So I, would, you know, I, think, I think McDonald's is a fabulous way for a couple of years. You'll learn the systems. And if you don't like it, you'll have a better idea of what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you will. Again, I don't know actually, Grand Minister Obama, when he says the government's going to create jobs, the government can't create jobs. Give me a break. You know, all they can do is create soldiers and welfare guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. You talk about 10 unfair advantages of financial education. Can you share a few of those? Well, it's it's really opposite. Let me give you a couple. The reason I wrote why ACES work for C students is this. 
it's really hard to see the difference between the rich and everybody else. So let me give you an example. On one side of the equation, taxes, which is your largest expense, right? Mm -hmm. Taxes make me rich. Mm. Okay, so that's why that's why I had to write the book because every time I said, "Well, taxes make me rich," you know, they were going to lock me up and put me in the funny farm. And sure. Another thing, another thing is hard to understand for most people, which is why I wrote the book: is debt makes me rich. Mm-hmm. You got Susie Orman saying, "Get out of debt," and here I am saying, "Get into debt." Now, who are you going to listen to, Susie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and in the book, why Asians work for C students is simply. I explain how debt makes me so rich, but it makes everybody else poor. And that's the lack of financial education. The point here I'm making, it's opposite. In other words, everything they tell you to do in school actually makes you poor. You know, in school they tell you don't make mistakes. Well, how in the world do you learn anything if you don't make a mistake? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the reason, the reason so many valedictorians don't go anywhere is because they leave school. They don't make any mistakes. You look at me, I'm the village idiot. I've crashed. Mm-hmm, I've crashed well many times. You know what I mean? So I'm a, I'm a yeah. rich man because I screwed up so much. I remember you said that uh, people who, you know, in, in school, you know, you're told don't don't look at someone else's uh, paper or homework when in uh, uh, fact in business that you have to do that. Yeah, in school, you know, I always sat next to the smart girls, and especially at test time. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously a smart man because you married one, too. <laughs> yeah. And today, you know, I still sit, I always sit around the, with the smartest guys I know, and we cheat together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well um, said. And, and, what, and what the school teachers call cheating, we call cooperation. Sure. So when I, sure. When I look at, when I look Or mentoring. At, mentoring, but, you know, no, no, I have, I have a full-blown staff, I mean, a full-blown, they're called my advisors, like Ken McElroy. He's my debt guy. I mean, I was off the phone today. I said, well, how much debt can we get today? And wow. It's strange, you know, because he's going to buy uh, an apartment house in Houston, and I'm going to give him a million dollars, not because of the million dollars, but he's going to ramp it up to $5 million by adding $4 million of debt to it. I want the debt. See, the debt makes me rich. And then the more debt I have, the less tax I pay. It's really, it's really so opposite. So you have to be careful. So I hang out with the smart guys, and I hire the smartest accountants, the smartest attorneys. You know, so that's why they, they work for me. I don't work for them because I'm a dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! You know, it is never a time that I talk to you that I don't have the best time. I mean, it's like you know, old fishing buddies. You know. Because uh, you're always absolutely laughing. Absolutely crazy. Laughing. That's good, you know. Laugh. Uh, so, so what you're saying is, is is absolutely on point. However, why are there so many people still? Now, now you are Rich Dad, Core Dad. I forgot how many years ago uh, you wrote that book. It's still uh, the best-selling book, uh, uh, financial advisory book in history. Why are there still so many millions of people in the dark? Well, it's because there's a lot of financial advice out there. And on top of that, you know, the, most people don't really know who to listen to. 
And um, so you got to be careful. You know, my stuff doesn't work for everybody. But uh, that's why I wrote the book for kids, for parents and grandparents, so you can at least start talking to your kids. Your kids ain't going to read the book. And well, no, of course not. But let, let me let me let me stop you for a second. You said your stuff doesn't work for everybody. I how is that possible? Because and maybe I am biased a little bit, but I'm just thinking that everything that I have uh, seen of you, read of you, studied of you for the last 20 years has been accurate. Um, right. And without fluff, without any BS, <clears throat> who would be the person or people that this would not benefit? Well, it's a lot of people who did well in school. For example, you know, how many people are so afraid to make changes? And where does ah. where does that fear come from? Is ah, school okay. If you don't make mis- if you make mistakes, you're stupid. So most people would rather do the same thing than make a mistake. If you know what I mean. Sure. So to do, sure. So to do, to do what I have what I do, you'd have to invest some time in education and making a few mistakes. Mm-hmm. Rich Dad Poor Dad, I said your house is not an asset. You know. Sure. I, sure. And the, that was in 1997, and then the, my realtor friend stopped sending me Christmas cards. And I said, I didn't say don't buy a house. <laughs> right, right. I said, your house is not an asset. And so they go, what the heck? And so the challenge, you know, is that people have the misdefinitions. Mis, uh, so they have, since they don't, you know, financial education starts with vocabulary, words. Sure. Sure. The Bible, the Bible says the word will make you know the words become flesh and dwell. Sure. So if you're calling your house an asset, then you're an ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are absolutely me. You're so cruel, Robert. Just hardcore, hardcore, baby. Listen, well, the, you, you know. The realtors will tell you it's an asset, but they don't. You know, the bank will tell you it's an asset, but they don't tell you whose asset. It's their asset. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the one of the biggest lessons that I learned uh, from you was the uh, understanding the power of uh, real property. Yeah, I don't know if you remember uh, telling me this, teaching me this, but. You know, uh, uh, royale and real property, as well as intellectual property. Those are really the only two uh, assets that that you can uh, create a substantial amount of wealth. And I have taken that intellectual property thing to a completely different level. Could you talk to us about that? Because I think that's another message that uh, grandparents, parents, and even kids. Uh, need to understand they probably have never heard it this way before. Yeah, well, first of all, there's there's many, many, many ways you can get rich. You know, my way is via real estate. And what I was saying to you, the word real, R-E-A-L, is actually Spanish from the word real. And real means royal estate. So if you remember the days of Robin Hood, the peasants couldn't hunt deer in the king's uh, forest. So mm-hmm. when they say it's real estate, it means a royal estate. And the word intellectual property are patents and trademarks and things like that. So my book is a copyrighted, patented, trademark property. So for, you know, long after I'm dead, the property will keep throwing cash flow to me, you know, because mm-hmm. it will continue to sell. 
even today, I, I still get checks for Rich Dad Poor Dad and considerable sums because it's been licensed, which is another term, all over the world. So it's been licensed to about 80 different publishers throughout the world. So every month I get these checks. So that's all called, you know, passive income. On top mm-hmm. of that, most of the most of the income is tax free. So when you understand that stuff, you'll say, well, why am I going to school to get a job and work hard and pay taxes, and buy a house and get a 401k and pay taxes and save money and pay taxes? And at that point, the parent will then talk to the kids and say, well, this is the way the rich do it. They don't do mm-hmm. it that way. And once the parent can explain that to the child, the child's actually more intelligent. They, they may be more confused, but they're more intelligent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally get that. Absolutely, you're right. My house is not an asset? Uh, what the heck is it? What's well, a liability? Because you're paying for it every month. Sure, sure, absolutely. Now, now, you know, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy another 200-unit apartment house in Houston. <clears throat> that's an asset because every month, you know, I'm going to get about twenty thousand a month from it. It's not big mm-hmm. money, but twenty thousand a month is, you know, I can go, I can go play golf on that. Sure, and <laughs> yeah, that's get some good golfing too. <laughs> and, and and most of that money is borrowed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? It's it's called OPM. It's my banker's money. So I love it. You know, I, I think capitalism is wonderful. But if you are taught by a socialist or a communist, i.e. most school teachers, they're not bad people, but they don't know anything about this stuff. Now, I don't want to get uh, either of us in trouble, but one of the things that I think people need to hear on this call, on this message, uh, on this on this interview in particular, is that uh, the pundits uh, that are on, you know, the news stations and the newspapers uh, that are tied and associated to uh, some type of product based upon the advertising that uh, is given to that newspaper or to that TV or news station, uh, people need to realize that those pundits uh, are not giving uh, financial education. They're actually salespeople. Uh, what, is, what is your thought on that? Well, you know, there's real estate brokers, insurance brokers, and stock brokers. And the reason they're called brokers is because they're broker than you are. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, man? They're going to tell you anything because they got to put food on their table, not your right. table. Right. So that's why, you know, let the buyer beware and all that's true. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad people. They're just desperate. You know, like mm-hmm. Desperate is a very powerful word. Yeah, we've all gone someplace and... Yeah, I was buying some uh, some glasses the other day, and one told me I look really good in them, you know, so naturally I bought them. <laughs> and, then, and then my wife comes You haven't changed, man. You have not changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Tim. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Glasses is pretty good looking because she could have told me anything, I would have bought it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Anyway, so go ahead. You bought these darn glasses. Where can where can we get this career 
in the comedy club now. I'm thinking, man, we, you know, you might have a, a second leg here, a second win, another career, because you're really good. Uh, at least they, at least they should give you like a talk show or something where you can just do some stand up in the beginning, you know. Uh, <laughs> so where do people go to get this book? Uh, do you have a, a, any special? Because usually when you do these kind of books, you have some kind of special uh, way of wrapping it and presenting it uh, to the public, where there's a lot of great bonuses and a lot of great extra benefits other than just purchasing the book. Can you talk about that? Well, the book was at the end of every chapter. There are action steps for parents and grandparents. There's really okay. real life, real life stuff. As I said earlier, there's very little correlation between school and real life. And uh, so, at the end of every chapter, there's things that a parent can do. For example, you know, we all have money problems, and what a lot of parents do is they don't talk to the kids about their money problems. So, like, let's say you're, you go to the supermarket with your little kid. And you have a hundred dollars in groceries, but you only got sixty-five dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. That's a real-life money problem. We all face it every day. Sure, sure. And I would talk to the kid about it. You know, just mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so that the kid realizes that, and then uh, then he asks, "How would you solve this?" And the you know the kid the brain starts to think that. And at the end of the book is my friend, you know, Ken McElroy, who wrote the book. Um, Real estate, ABCs of real estate, and all that. Mm-hmm. In real estate, the beauty of real estate is debt. It's really strange for most people to realize is the banks will always give you money for real estate. So at the end of the chapter, you know, Ken and his wife are they're a young couple, they're multi, multi millionaires, but they're not giving their kids money. You know, they're they're teaching their kids to be entrepreneurs. So at the end of the book are stories of how they're taking their two boys and training them to be multi millionaires like their parents, and they're not giving them mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. when, and, it, and what they found out was really interesting is every time they gave the kids money, they spent it. When the kid earned the money, they didn't spend it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really, mm-hmm. it's, it's, really, it's, it's really, almost an innate kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, the book is a very practical book. You know, it's, uh, it's it gives you the kind of the big picture of money and why the rich are getting richer and why the why uh, the middle class is joining the poor. And mm-hmm. you better start saying to your kid the choice is up to you now you know don't don't sure. wait till after they graduate from college yeah so, it'll be too late yeah so as i said education is important but as you know there's no financial education in school so right the kid's going to come out an a student and still be working for mcdonald's anywhere and not know why they're there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think and if they understand why mcdonald's is a great uh, training ground they might be excited about working at McDonald's because that's the basis of their next level, which is an entrepreneur. Um, uh, last question with you, uh, Robert, and that is, <clears throat> is it, uh, you know, we understand the economy has tanked and we're getting ready to go into an, uh, another uh, uh, depression, recession, whatever uh, they want to call it. Um, is this the best time to buy real estate or in your situation, in your case, is there ever a bad time? No, there never is, but they're really good times. Look, I, I cover in the book, you know, when I graduated, when I came back from Vietnam, I was a Marine pilot in Vietnam, and I came back in 73, and my old man, who was a PhD, was unemployed. And, um, you know, I, I asked him for father advice. He said, why don't you fly for the airlines? I said, I'm a gunship pilot. You don't want me driving your plane, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so this, is a, this is Captain Kiyosaki. Strap <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, thank God you didn't do that. Thank God, those poor people. Yeah, but anyway, so what I did is I took, um, <laughs> I went for my MBA, like you suggested, and it lasted about a month, and I fell asleep. And then I went for, um, I did a personal development workshop, you know, to find out about me, why, you know, why am I so screwed up. And, uh, the, um, <laughs> no, a lot of guys have come back with PTSD, but, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And, sure, uh, so sure. I was, I was, I, you know, we had to do some terrible things, you know. Sure you did. So I came back, and it was really good because I found out more about me. And um, But I also did a, a real estate seminar, and it was three days. And, this, and, the, and the guy, the great teacher, because you know, he was a real-life investor, and he said, your, your education now begins. He says, your job is to look at 100 properties, go to a real estate agent, look at a property, actually inspect it, talk to a banker about it, and then write a report on 100 properties in 90 days. And, you know, wow. there's, 40 guys, there's 40 guys in my class, and only two made it. Wow. But that 100 properties in 90 days has made me a multimillionaire over and over and over again. You don't have to go to college to get a millionaire. You know, I just play Monopoly. Four greenhouses, red hotel. Don't pay tax legally. That's it. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, my friend, uh, I, I absolutely. Pardon me. You need education. You need, you need education. You need practice. You need mentors. You need coaches. You know, I have, I have all those things too. Run, run that down again. You need what? Everybody needs education. You know, I, I study like a wild man. I have mentors and I have coaches and I have guys like my friend Ken McElroy, who's author of ABCs of Real Estate, because he's far down the he's younger than much younger than me, but he's farther down the road. So I just make my money in selling books and teaching, and I just turn my money over to him. Let's say I give him a million dollars and he ramps it up to five. That's how you get rich. Through That's the, smart. Yeah. That's Through extremely debt, smart. Tax. Yeah. Love no, it. it's not Love that it. hard, but you got, you got to get. You have to have practice. You have to have good friends and smart advisors. You know. And of course, this would the other thing that you, you you haven't talked about really, and that is you just have to have patience. This is not going to happen overnight, uh, and you know you're going to have to go through some people uh, to find out what works, what doesn't, who is you know good for you, who isn't. But uh, eventually, you're going to find that right. You're going to find that right click. Yeah, especially, you know, there's another book called Own Your Own Corporation and stuff like that, written by my attorney. you got to be very careful today because I, I've been sued twice and accused of a lot of things. I'm going, you know, they're frivolous lawsuits, but just because I have money, they'll come after you. Sure, I sure. I didn't have my attorney protecting me like I covered in, you know, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They would have got all my money anyway. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these are these are very different times, so you've got to really be smarter and have A students around you, and that's where the title of the book comes Why A Students Work for C Students. Me. Love it. Love it. Well, my friend, I, I, I can't wait to have you uh, come back, uh, and we'll talk again soon about uh, uh, more of this phenomenon uh, known as Robert Kiyosaki uh, and this incredibly valuable uh, financial information. Uh, are you touring? What are you doing with the book? Uh, are you just working with the Internet, or are you going on tour? Is this going to schools? What are you doing? Oh, I'm not going to go to schools, that's for sure, you know. No, no, there's the book in schools. I know because you had cash flow uh, in the schools, and you had some schools that were working your principles. Is this something that you're kind of aligning that with? or? No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to stay away from the school system. You know, they, they, I, just, I just disturbed them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, we've got to you know, we've got to find a way to make this happen. But anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say, Robert, before we close? No, I'm just wishing I'm just wishing you, Philippe, you know, the, the best of luck and the um, good good 
you know, you're doing a great job. So keep I appreciate that. I appreciate that, my friend. You take care, and uh, we'll talk again soon, okay? Okay, man. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Bye-bye.